Well, we're live now. We're live now for Mental Health Monday. It's the Chase and Shep Show. MHM. Old MHM. Replacing the uh, former MCM, right? What is it, Man Crush Monday or some shit like that? Oh, yeah. We got two coming right at you right now. (laughs) Live and in your face. I literally do this every week where I forget to mute uh, the video when it starts playing. Oh, yeah. And then I start talking in my own ear. I'm like, oh, who is that? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Who is that guy? Who is that guy? He sounds familiar. What a handsome voice. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, another Mental Health Monday, another week. We made it. We made it. Congratulations. We made Congratulations. it. I was yeah. just telling Shep here how uh, Mental Health Monday has always seemed to be the days where I'm the most put out. <laughs> I'm the most tired, exhausted, I feel shitty, and I, I'm here to, to spread the knowledge, to spread the wealth of uh, mental health. Mental health, bro. Uh, yeah, we, we decided this week we was going to talk on uh, stress, because stress is, uh, comes in a different forms throughout life. Yeah, much different forms actually. There's so many different stresses if you really think about it. Yeah, and stress, you know, it does different things for different people too. You know, people react differently. Uh, You know, for instance, my body processes stress in a way that causes me to have seizures sometimes. (laughs) You know, that doesn't happen for everybody. uh, You know, but uh, you know, some people just just have a mental breakdown. You know. This week, there's uh, there's been a lot of stress, a lot of good stress, I should say. A lot of good stress. A lot of good, good stress, stress this week, but it's stress nonetheless. And, um, you know, I was talking to the guys today, uh, telling them that, you know, I'm, I am so thrilled about everything that's going on, and I'm so happy to have all these projects to be working on. Um, but there has at least been, you know, maybe five times this week where I'm like, I'm going to fucking explode. I'm going to literally have an aneurysm because I just have so much on my plate. Uh, and, <laughs> and sometimes you got to, you know, even when it's good stress, you have to make sure to, you know, uh, what up, Corey? You got to you gotta make sure to take that time for yourself, you know, to, uh, to, to mind your mental, to mind your mental health. Uh, definitely you know, do. you know, we've been trying to set up a schedule at the studio, uh, that works best for everybody. And, uh, uh, I, I took, I took Sunday for myself. I said, Sundays are, are my days. Um, and since it's early on in the show and we just talked about this, I think I'm going to announce this right now, uh, because Sundays are my mental health days for my own stress management. I'm about to lead by example. Um, there will be no more chase scene Sundays moving down to four a week, uh, which is still doable. still Very doable. And we'll be able to focus on these four shows a little bit more for you. But as I was just telling Shep, I'd much rather be uh, making movies than talking about them. You know, I've talked about them my whole life and it's about time to switch those gears, but for my own mental health and stress management, we're going to have to cut that one. It's the, it's the expendable show of the week. For sure. It's sad to see it go. I mean, it's still going to come back in some form because we still do the reviews. We got the reviews. Yeah. You're still going to get me talking about movies. That's why I felt like I could do like, it's like I could cut chasing Sunday only because we double dip. You know, we talk about, and we'd be really, we talk about movies on super Saturdays too. You know, we, I still still get into stuff, but 
to to choose a, a topic and to focus on it and like you know this past week you know i kind of made it stressful on myself but as i was telling the guys today you know when we originally said five shows a week you know we got our five shows a week it, it you know yes it was ambitious but it was doable because we didn't really have anything else going on so it made sense like yeah we we can do five yeah. shows a week well now you know, we have so much on our plates. We have, uh, you know, a lot of awesome stuff going on and it's just not feasible as, as uh, you know, human beings to take on that much and not stop and breathe. And, you know, so for last week, having to watch all those Robert Rodriguez, I have to, you know, I put that on myself, but you know, I felt like, oh, okay, well, I already said this is what I'm going to do. So now I'm going to have to finish these out. And, you know, that's a lot of movies too. You know, I love to watch movies but it was becoming a chore. It was not fun. It was, it was definitely work to sit down and watch all these movies, especially when it's like, I got all this other stuff I need to be doing and I have to right. make time to watch right. a movie. I'm just going to sit here watching the movie the whole time. Like, you know, like when's it going to be over? So I can like either get some rest or do what I need to do or, um, but you know, I'm, it's not going to stop my love of movies. It's not going to stop me from talking about movies, but for my stress management, it's what I'm going to have to do. I hate man. That's noble. I always take Sundays uh, for myself as well, dude. It's a day of rest, you know, and it was always said that for a reason. I felt like I agree. So I always take Sundays. Uh, Wednesdays are kind of a down day for me a little bit. That's uh, my I do the, well, kind yeah, of. I, say, I do the work with the boys in the studio and doing my thing there, but I don't really consider that too much work. Right. Um. But then, um, you know, we go live, which again, that's whatever we want. So that's not really too yeah. hard. I was going to say my Wednesdays are actually chock full of work. It's not really my off day. That's my editing day, but it's my off day from the studio. I don't have to go into the studio and, and work. Uh, I stay at home and I edit uh, our, our, our episodes for the week, our, our Fridays and Saturdays. Um, whatever else may need done. And then we bring you our live show at the end of Wednesday. So it's still in, in a, in a strange way. It's my down day, even though I have a lot of work to do on Wednesdays, but but today's about Mondays and mental health and stress management. And, uh, like I said, yeah, it comes in all kinds of forms, man. And it's, uh, like some stress is good stress. I like that stress that you kind of like can really thrive under, dude, and it really like pushes you and, and makes you do a little bit better than maybe you would if it wouldn't have been that stressful of a situation. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been in like life stress situations uh, with, you know, being in the military, the military uh, to where we had rockets pointed at us at some points. Yeah. Uh, very, very fucking stressful. Um, yeah. And it's, it's all about, for me, it's always been about your mindset with this. I mean, you can let the stress build up and get it to you, but a lot of it's speaking up, letting other people around you know, um, mm. and and not being a, a you know an ass at the end of the day about it. Like just trying to get through it because everybody's probably stressing about their own little things. Right. You know, like earlier today, you know, we were all kind of involved in a very stressful situation at the studio, but. We all handled it in a way that did not make it become more stressful. You know, there's, there was a version of this that was going to become not only more stressful, but elongate that stress. It was going to, like, if we had blown up in the moment, 
over the stressor that was taking place, then the stress would have taken uh, gone for days. You know what I mean? That's that's that negativity that's going to affect you know everybody's moods and attitudes moving forward out of that moment. And so, you know, everybody today was able to just you know breathe through it and be like, listen, I understand why this is stressful because none of us can seem to find the words we're looking for. And that alone is frustrating and can be, you know, when, like I definitely, I know there are times where I get real snippy, like, you know, I'll be talking to my mom or something, especially in a moment where I am dealing with some mental health issues. And, uh, I am trying to explain how I feel to somebody and I can't find the words and, you know, they're just trying to guess and then you're just like, no, and you're just getting more stressed out and more angry about it. Um, yeah, there, I mean, you, you definitely just have to breathe, breathe, and uh, breathe. You breathe. know, look at the look at all sides of a situation sometimes, and never be like don't don't be afraid to st- step away from a situation. Like with today, um, you know, I was handling it, but at the same time, you know. I recognized it as the kind of situation that would trigger a seizure for me. So I was like, if this gets to a certain point, I'm going to have to say, I am walking away, not because I am angry, but because I have to, because if I don't, y'all motherfuckers are going to have to deal with me all, you know, sprawled out on the floor. Like you're not, you know, and it's going to become a whole other thing. And and we just don't need that. But But I see my, I see the YouTube uh, playing off to the side and it's muted. And so I just see my hand movements and I thought it looked like I was did some sign language there. Sure. I'm a hand talker. <laughs> Let me tell you something, man. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> Let me speak to you. Sorry. I was uh, posting to the old snappy chat and trying to get some people to view in, see what's up. Yeah. Uh, get some, uh, uh, maybe advice i don't know i don't i don't know if i'm qualified to give any sorts of advice on stress management to you uh definitely because i'd like to you know a lot of this to me is always definitely like what works best for you Absolutely. you know what i'm saying yeah. uh because it's it's different for everybody and for me like i mean like i've gotten to the point of being so stressed out i just kind of like i wouldn't say ghost everybody but you just kind of you just have to take that time, you know, you just have to take time for yourself where you're just like, you disappear for a day or something. You know, I do that where I vanish, uh, just to get my mind right be like, yeah, not available today. Phone is off the hook, you know, it just can't reach me. Uh, yeah. Anxiety and panic attacks are, um, a different kind of beast for sure. Um, but, uh, even, you know, what you're saying there with, overwhelming waves of it uh it um it can still be rough anxiety depression it's 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 a bitch you know i get i get weird i get weird bouts of anxiety myself and it's over the weirdest shit too because it's never over some like real life stress in my opinion it's always over like oh man uh you know did i not sign out on my computer at work like damn like some weird shit like that. It's like you shouldn't, you know, it, it's not the end of the world. But to me, I'll sit around and think about it for hours. Like, fuck, yeah. maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. I don't remember. Like, it's weird, man. Anxiety is really weird. That it is. And, 
and, and trying to do research on it and um, find ways to help mass amounts of people, I suppose. It's tricky just because it is different for everybody. It's not a one-size-fits-all sort of thing uh, when it comes to dealing with anxiety and, and stress and, and depression. Uh, everybody has to find their way to do it. Um, but I'd like to double down on that. You have to find a way to do it because um, it's one of those things that's not going to magically go away. Um, I know plenty of people, plenty of people, and I'd say this is the the norm. <laughs> I'd say this is the default for most people is not dealing with their problems, is, uh, you know, finding, find you know, whether it's in the bottom of a bottle or, or what have you, um, people who avoid their problems all the time are only going to have more problems down the line. Um, oh, for sure. You know, Major and I were kind of talking on a different subject, but kind of the same thing the other day about passive aggressive people. Like when I lived in Tennessee, I lived with a lot of passive aggressive people and they always thought that they were peaceful because they were passive aggressive. Right. They didn't yell at each other. They didn't like, you know, get in each other's faces, but it was always the most toxic environment. And it was always so oh, yeah. negative and hateful, like in, in the, and the vibes were just so off putting to be around. But then there was me who comes from this, you know, my friends and family, like the people I've grown up around, my community is just like, we're the types of people who it's like, uh, you know, if we got a problem, we're going to go, Hey, God damn it. Like, you know, we're going to, we're right. going to settle right. this right now. We're going to fucking talk about this and we're going to, you know, yeah. you know, we're going to scream it out real quick. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with that there's a distinct difference between like verbally abusing somebody and like you know you don't even have to get loud if that's not your preference like you don't have to get loud on somebody you don't have to shout and yell but things need to be confronted and for some reason i was always cast as the bad guy because i was the person who said hey what's the problem here you know let's let's figure this out because anytime in my life i've tackled something in that way where i'm like right. this ends now and i confronted it it ends and whoever it is that I may have had an issue with or anything like that, we don't have any issues after that, you know? And if we do, they get settled again, just like we did before. And we move on. We have a good relationship. We have, you know, we're able to like move forward. Whereas all of these passive aggressive people that I've met in my life, um, stay stagnant in that negativity and aren't willing to, oh, yeah. they're, they're afraid of confrontation and you you just Very can't. Much so. and, and that makes sense. I get it. I understand the fear of confrontation, but it's a, it's a necessary evil. You, you, you have to confront. Well, you can go about it not being a dick too, man. Like there is a yeah. way to like bring shit up to people. That's not like at all being a dick or at all being passive aggressive and just being like, Hey, you know, like what's up, man? Like this, you know, like, uh, I'd like to say what's an instance of like passive aggressiveness on, on my end that I know for sure. You know, like I, I had about a while, a long while ago, they'd put little notes up at my job for me. That's and right. it's like one of those things, you know, like, why don't you just come up to me and, and just say, what's up? Like, Hey Aaron, like, you know, what's up with this? There's usually an explanation for every little thing mm -hmm. that, that could be an issue, but it's just like, you know, like to me, 
you're right you know like you do that it it doesn't get your problem solved because all that's going to get on the other end is like somebody to be like you know what fuck you man Mm -hmm. like it it to me because i'd just go up to somebody be like yo what's up or if i left them a note i mean i would leave them a note in a way that wasn't you know i just be like yo what's up hey you know what i mean like talk about it you know let's yeah but a lot of people hide from that whether it's confronting an actual person or confronting your own personal problems you know people hide from that confrontation and don't want to take things head on because they're you know they're afraid of it you know people with depression and anxiety and i've 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 been there but i've always been the the type of person where like i don't want my depression and stuff to control my life (laughs) like i don't want to constantly be in that state you know so for me uh, what a lot of people don't realize is like you have to feel it because the longer you keep trying not to feel your feelings and you're like i don't want to feel sad i don't want to feel depressed or angry or this or that or negative I, shit who does you know that that makes sense right. nobody wants to feel that right. way but you got to you have to feel those feelings because as soon as you feel those feelings just like going up to somebody and going hey this ain't cool. Like we gotta, we gotta, you know, settle this shit. It's the same thing with your internal monologue. It's the same thing with your emotions. You gotta, you gotta grab them by the shirt collar and go, Hey, you know, we're not inciting violence here, but (laughs) you know, I think everybody understands what I mean here. When I say you have to, you have to, you have to feel those feelings. You have to feel those emotions. And, uh, once you do, they're not going to have that kind of power anymore. It's over. Uh, you felt those feelings and that's not to say they're not going to linger. That's not to say you're not still going to be feeling those things, but I I assure you life is going to be easier once you have a good cry, good scream into your pillow, you know, uh, only one a day, you know, we, uh, when I worked the schnooks with you, we, uh, we had the the freezer (laughs) or the the dry storage where people could, could go and cry. (laughs) That was labeled. (laughs) You can, you can come here and cry. Yeah. It's okay. It's okay. It was an it was a judge-free zone. You can cry. If I walked in and somebody was in tears in there, I'd just be like, "Oh, sorry. Yeah. You know, take your take your fucking time. Yeah. Uh, I'll see you on the outside." No, it's it's important, man. I I think that's one of the biggest things is is to feel the emotions and to realize and move through them and and navigate life because you can keep moving on even feeling those emotions like. Uh, and that's, you know, there's a lot of stuff. I mean, last week we were talking about grief and death and stuff like that. A lot of that goes along with that too. I mean, you, you know, you, you can, you can be sad and you can miss somebody, but you can still choose to go out there and live a good life and be productive and, and face all this shit. And, you know, it sucks, but the way that our minds are wired and the way that it is, is one day you'll wake up and it won't be an issue no more, Mm -hmm. you know? you'll be past it. You won't think about it as much. Maybe, you know, instead of half your day, maybe, you know, 30 minutes out of your day, you think yeah. about it. And yeah, oh, way. damn. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, next thing you know, you're, you're only thinking about good shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause like, like, you know, for me, that's, uh, that's how a lot of memories work is, uh, once you start trying to let go of them and you, th- you let go of those negative ones, then the ones that stick around are the, are the good ones. And then you can think back on them, feel real warm, and, and good yeah what's up connor come get <laughs> hey oh uh yeah, yeah it is it is good to be open about perspective 
you know, yeah. um, the, the thing in one of the books I read was talking about the, uh, uh, I think she was a, a nun or something, but regardless of what her profession was, she, um, she was having her kitchen done or her bathroom done or something like that. And so she had to keep looking at tile. Um, and so because all she, you know, she was so invested in the tile and stuff everywhere she went, she just like noticed the tile, you know, and she realized it was this perspective thing. And the example in that book, it uses that to say, when you're thinking more positive thoughts, you know, when you're, when you have a more positive outlook on life, if that's your perspective, you are going to see more positivity. You're going to see more goodness in the world. Whereas if you go around thinking this world is fucked completely twice over, that's exactly what it's going to be because, you know, that's the world you've, you've created in your mind. Um, the power of belief is a very powerful thing. I definitely never thought I'd be the kind of person to be like telling people that they need to have faith, you know, and, and stuff like that. Right. But, you know, we've talked about it. Mind, body, spirit. It's very important. <laughs> that it is, man. Like, uh, and, and it is it is a bit of faith. And, and like you said, once you start, because it is like like we said last week, you, you got to want to do this, man. You got to want to start trying to find the good, trying to find good in situations that are necessarily bad. That's mm-hmm. that was a big thing for me. And a big turning point was to look at situations that I, I deemed like this is a terrible situation, but trying to find what good comes out of the situation, because mm. there could be some good you could, or you could just lay away and just let it be terrible. Let it be bad. Uh, but that's one thing that I've really done to try to control how life has went. You know what I'm saying? And shit, at least up here, yeah. uh, it's definitely been how I react to certain situations and anymore. It's always, you know, cause eventually all the emotions for me at least fade to you know forgiveness and exactly and, and at, at peace with everything in life and people in life so i'm trying to leave situations more peaceful and more positive and like you know in in with the on, on good notes you know what i'm saying like tell people good things about themselves but be like eh, i might need some space <laughs> right um and it's kind of like some of the stuff we were talking about last week you know, with like moments in my life where I've been hurt by people who I've come to forgive now, you know, exes and stuff where these are situations where I could have sat around and thought about all the reasons why I was angry and upset with these people and everything like that and be like, they ruined my life. They, you know, and it's just like, I could live that way, but what good does that do me? You know, that, that holds me up from living my own life. And it does. Uh, like exactly like what you were saying i can step back and because i'm not focusing on the bad and i'm not focusing on the negative memories i can remember the good ones those are the ones i think about so when i do think about these people i'm not thinking about the hurt i'm not thinking about all this stuff i'm uh i'm thinking about you know, what, like, you know, I was in these situations for so long for a reason. It's because I loved these people. It's because we were having good. Exactly. Yes. There was a reason you were in this in the first place. Um, you know, so, you know, it's very easy to get out of these situations and be hard on yourself and be like, what, what was I thinking? I should have got myself out of the situation a long time ago. And it's like, no, there was a reason, you know, there's a reason you were, you stayed in it as long as you did. So, it helps take Thank that you. 
Very true. My bad, man. I, I kind of threw you off here with my little wardrobe change. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I'm just vibing. Like, I'm like, fuck it. I don't really need my eyes for nothing. I can put the sunglasses back on. Throw the little ski whip hat on, you know, like I'm saying. If you enjoy this hat, you can find it. Find it at skiwhoop.com. <laughs> right. Keep your eyes peeled for that skew up video here in about a week or at the end of the week, maybe. Yes, focusing on only the, the things you have control over makes you see situations as more positive. That is very true. Uh, to speak to that, something I started doing when I was living in Tennessee, I used to stress, uh, again, stress management here. Something I used to stress out about a lot was paying bills. And when I was living in Tennessee, I started this new attitude about it where I, I would stress out so much. And not only because of the, the self-inflicted stress, but the stress being put on me by other people too, being like, oh, have you paid your bills? Are you working? Are you doing this? Are you doing that? Um, so if I had a bill that was overdue or, you know, let's say it's the bills due on the 10th, but I don't get paid till the 14th, 15th, you know? At first, I would stress all the time about that bill that needs to be paid up until the day I get paid and then go pay the bill. But then I finally had to tell myself, there is literally nothing you can do, literally nothing you can do except wait until you get paid. And when you get paid, you can go pay the bill and the bill is paid. And the worst that could possibly happen to you is you have a late fee to pay, you know? And it's just one of those things that you just... As soon as you look at it that way, as soon as you accept the situation and be like, what can I and can I not control within this situation? I can't control when I'm getting paid. That is out of the realm of possibility. I can't make this money appear. <laughs> so the the only thing I can do is just not worry about it and pay it when I can pay it. You know, yeah, For sure. When, when I uh, encounter a friend or anybody in life that's worrying about anything, that's one of the first things I always ask them is, can you is there anything you can do or I can help you with right now that we can actively help change your situation? And if it's a yes, it's like, all right, let's get on it. Let's do that. If it's no, okay, well then there's no need to worry about where you're at, man. Mm -hmm. Like if you can't physically change this, you know, we, you know, to me, why even worry about it at this moment? Yeah. Yeah. Worry about it when you have a moment that you can, like if it's, if it's a bill, why worry about it? If you know, I'm going to get paid this day, I can pay that bill. Then holler at him, tell him that that first and things first, you know, a with communication, that's crazy. It's crazy how shit works. But if you holler at people and you're like, listen, some shit popped up, yeah. I'm going to hit you with this money on this day. You, yeah, you're right. You'll probably get a late fee, but you know what? They might be like, Hey, that's cool, man. We won't cut you off. Yeah. You know, thank you for calling us. That doesn't happen. Uh, yeah. Communication goes a long way in all this stuff with stress management, in yeah. my opinion. Most definitely. Uh, the, I think that would be at the top of my list. Like, you want to be good at handling your stress in life? You got to get that communication up. You got to level it up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But I'm, it's, it's, hey, it's the, the only reason we had a stressful situation on our hands was because of a communication problem. A failure to communicate it was all it was, you know, and we were trying and, and we were all trying, but it was just a matter of, you know, we don't have the words. <laughs> we don't have the words. Nobody knows what the fuck they're trying to say. And that alone gets frustrating. But, you know, it yeah. does. that does. Communication. Yeah, that's it's a big that's thing. a big one, man. Uh, that's one that, you know, it's like, all right, let's take five. Let's think about it.
mm-hmm. let's get back to this one you know like and i had to start practicing um you know i always like to think i was pretty good with communication but i had to start practicing something uh you know back in uh, i guess in 2020 i started really putting it into practice about just like being a little like bluntly honest with with certain people about certain things because I knew myself, I knew situations I had put myself in before and stayed in because I couldn't speak up because I couldn't say, Hey, I don't want to be in this situation, you know, and, and I feel uncomfortable or I feel this or I feel that. And so, you know, uh, a friend of mine, I, I kind of used her as a Guinea pig of sorts where I was just like, you know, you're doing things that make me uncomfortable and I like you as a person and I don't want to lose this friendship, but I'm just going to let you know how I feel. And every time I did, yeah, there was those moments where, you know, maybe she would get a little defensive or something at first. But, like, as soon as she realized I was coming from a genuine place, again, like you said, you don't have to be an asshole. You don't have to be a dick about it. You can just say your truth, be honest, be genuine, and say, listen, this is where I'm coming from. And and more times than not, the other party is going to listen. And if the other party is not having it, that's when you say, okay, I'm walking away. You know, yeah. I'm walking away from this. And if you want to chill and, and have this conversation later, we'll have it later. But true. Different different approaches to it for sure. No, I mean I'm I'm pretty much the same way in life these days. Like, you know, you get your truth out there. You can normally you can tell, especially if it's truth with somebody else, you can normally tell right when you get it out there with how they respond to it. Most people are open and honest. The communication goes a long way, like I said. Uh, so any sort of relationship you might have, that'll be like, you know, if that communication is not there, homie, yeah, you ain't got it, <laughs> you know, so you, might uh, as well just, you might as well just go. I see you say active listening is a big thing that people don't do any of myself included. Uh, I, I can agree with that. That's a big thing that, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm like a pro at it myself, but I do try, I do try to be an active listener. Uh, I do have a problem with talking over people. Um, and I, and that comes from, uh, that exact kind of problem. I didn't have somebody listening to me. I felt like I wasn't being listened to. So now I talk too damn much. And now I always try to talk over people because I just, I just want to get it out before like the, the window shuts and I can't get my thought out. Uh, so it really, it does play a huge part. I think active listening was a, got us through our, our, our stressful situation today. Of, of just, you know, there, there, there were two different ways this could have gone where I could have been like, well, fuck you motherfucker, you know, just like blown the fuck up. But instead I said, you know what? I'm here, man. What do you have to say? You know, I'm gonna shut up. Tell me what you need. You know, and I'm here to listen, you know, genuinely, even if you're wrong, you know, it doesn't matter who's wrong or right or whatever. I'm here to listen to you. And that right. goes a long way. It, it definitely makes a huge difference. Yeah. And especially with, uh, disagreements and shit in life a lot of that uh really comes down to perspectives it comes down to a lot more than just like oh this person you know you know this is fact and this is fiction blah 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 a lot of that's how somebody grew up how they acted you know how they were treated what they got to see everything it boils down to perspective to me so you always got to keep that in mind and listen because even if somebody's in the wrong you might need to listen to them because you might get uh you might get a sense of why they, they they would even be compelled to take on that argument just by listening to what they're trying to convey and be able to get a sense of understanding between you and them. And it might be a groundbreaking thing for them. It might be a groundbreaking thing for you, man. I was going to say, yeah. Um, and, to, and 
to that actually it kind of plays on what Connor just dropped in the comments here and uh something uh mage and i were talking about the other day uh, i think he and i and, and uh, somebody else was a part of this conversation but we were talking about the racism in that regard and how um you know more times than not it is a example of, of like nature versus nurture sort of thing where it's like um if you grew up only seeing a certain type of person then you're probably going to feel a certain type of way you know right, right. When, like if you always see like a group of black people like committing crime and doing terrible things and doing all that like that's going to be your opinion until you get out and actually meet other you know types of black people people of color you know and it, it is a matter of uh, perspective and and uh, understanding. Understanding goes a long way. Uh, communication, understanding, those are two big ones. Forgiveness, not being petty, <laughs> is a big one. A lot of people struggle with that one. <laughs> I'm Tom Petty every now and then, bro. I I, I, I don't have too much of a problem being petty. Like when I like I I'm to the point where I, like I'm petty so little that when I do, it's like a treat. It's like a treat. For yeah. Me. I'm like, ah, I'm gonna be a little petty today. You know, it's like a cheat day. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna be a little petty about this one thing real quick, just because you set it up so good that I can't pass up the opportunity to be this is a little petty. But uh, otherwise, pettiness will get you nowhere. Nowhere. I've watched uh, certain people in my life never stop being petty, and uh, it's like, homie, your wheels are literally just spinning. You have you moved forward in life? Is being petty helping you at this point? Has it ever helped you? You know, like by by proving the wrong people right, you're not you're not doing yourself any favors. No, I think you're right. I think you're right, bro. Mm -hmm. He says empathy, apathy, and understanding. I think those do go a long way in life. Yeah, those are all things that there needs to be more of in this world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, you got to try to be empathetic. You got to try to understand, you know, like I said, everybody's different. There's always a reason as to why people are thinking the way they do, whether we, you know, want to acknowledge that or no, when it comes to certain situations in our life. But like, I don't feel like anybody's any more right or any more wrong than anybody else. Uh, we're all floating on a big rock through a fucking void in space. We're all trying to figure our shit out. Um, I do feel like the way life is is what's causing a lot of this anxiety in us and depression and stress. Uh, we did this to, you know, we did this to ourselves. It fucking sucks to say that, but it's just how everything's set up, man. You know, like my, my favorite advice, man, unplug, unplug, I mean, Stay away, man. It it goes a long way. Trust me. I mean, I don't even, I don't even mean that as far as. I know. I'm just saying. I'm just throwing that out for my my weekly Monday, telling people to unplug. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. I think I I don't see. I don't subscribe to the unplug. I subscribe to the turn all your notifications off. Definitely. Don't be, you know, basically like you know. I mean, I'm not you necessarily shit. have to unplug. You can set it up in a way where you can still have your social media and and eat it too, I suppose, <laughs> uh, where, you know, you don't have to see, but you know, social media and stuff, it just, it, it has really bred this like sort of self deprecating, hateful 
uh, sort of vibe in the world these days. There's like a certain way people think they have to be like, and it's like, no, dude, it's okay to like, you know, be cool with people, not be, you know, a troll all the time, <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's certain things that it's like, you know. I hate how like, uh, self-deprecating it's made the world. Like, you know, it's like that became such a popular sense of humor on the internet that I'm not saying it can't be funny sometimes, like meme culture and, and stuff like that. But it's 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 taken on this thing where like it, it's gone past jokes and, and some people are genuinely just so hard on themselves and so self-loathing of themselves uh, because this is just kind of and then they hide behind that humor, too. You know, and you're like, buddy, you're worth so much more. Like, where's that self-love? Like, you know, rise up. It's like, you can be funny and love yourself. <laughs> no, yeah. No, yeah, you definitely can be funny. You can love yourself. Um, I don't know. I, I've been I've been one that shares those memes uh, myself. Um, we do compare ourselves to each other way too much. These days. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you know, but th that was the thing, man. It was, uh, you know, when I was doing Johnny Cash and stuff, you know, when I would get down, people would be like, but that's not you, man. You're Mr. Positivity. You know, you shouldn't. And it was like, yo, I can get down too, man. I can have my bad days. I can have my bad times. I can feel lonely. You know what I mean? I can feel like I'm alone in life at certain times. Maybe need that reminder uh, from certain people. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it feels nice. It feels nice to be reminded every now and then that people are hype that you're around, you know, that you're here, that you're doing your thing. Um, I've lost some people, you know, I feel like, damn, did you know, because in my head, when I think about things, it's, you know, did they think that? Did they think that they had nobody? Did they think that nobody else was there for them? And it's like, fuck, man, I'm always here. Why didn't they holler at me? You know, and shit like that. And it fucks with you a lot over the years. Like this has been years ago that this shit's happened and it fucks with you a lot, especially when you've had that uh, positivity and you've been that person and try to portray yourself as that person to everybody. Like I literally had a fucking song where I'm like, yo, if you need me, call my phone. I don't give a fuck if it's in the middle of the night, all kinds of shit. And then after that, one of my best friends, like fucking year later killed himself. And it was like, damn, bro. Like, I know we really wouldn't, you know, at the time we really wasn't talking too much because we just didn't live by each other, grown adults, that kind of shit, just living, you know, living life and shit like that. But it, uh, it fucks with you in your head, uh, being an artist. And then when, so when, when you start, you know, thinking that kind of shit and you're like, man, maybe I fucking suck and stuff. And then you got people being like, but that's not you, man. You're not supposed to do that. You know, you're not supposed to be like that. You should do shit. It fucking it fucked with me for a while for a few years well, there you know, that happened today when we were picking out the uh, songs for the projects and stuff and and one that uh you know uh, he played today it's called mental health state and i really dug it i liked it a lot and i told him to put it on that list and you know he was you know i think still in a bit of a mood at the time but he was just like i didn't think anybody would want to hear this you know like and i'm like this is what people need to hear this is the stuff you need to put out for sure this song for sure so we'll throw that up on mental health monday if we have to because i think it, it is it's that and that's you know that today was the prime example of why i wanted to do mental health monday in the first place people feel like they can't talk about it people feel like they have to be okay <laughs> you know and it's like no dude speak your truth man get it out there 
tell us your struggle well, no it, it's so therapeutic like that's so like and it, it and i mean everybody's got their own way mine was always music right uh mine was always music so with my buddy and like what i was just talking about uh i actually did make a song the the rogue dudes mm-hmm. uh when i was making music you know my shit was always positive happy all this kind of shit they're like yo but like nobody because i was going through this shit and i'd be open with them and we'd have talks and they'd be like but nobody knows you then like you need to show them that side of you that there is this person inside that's like fuck you know maybe not every day is the coolest day dog so when i did my last mixtape that i put out uh a lot of that was completely different than the rest of the shit i did and there was a song that i had done about my buddy and like the whole premise of the song was like so i like wrote it uh when i wrote this song for my buddy when he when he passed away i wrote like the first half of this song right after i got the news and shit and it happened you know what i mean so the first you know that first verse of that song is all you know like why would you leave us here why would you do this kind of shit the the second verse i actually wrote a year later um i came back to the song because i just was like i recorded the first one and i was like dude it's just too much i can't at this time i need to i need to focus on me and so when i came back to that song it was like after that acceptance man that you know this happened uh you can't change what's happened you need to grieve you need to get past it you need to go uh and like the song ends like because the song is like you know basically like i just need somebody to tell me it's all right like that it's all right to feel down that it's all right to be fucked up that this kind of shit happened in life and uh when it you know when it goes back to the the last uh line of the song you know i say like fuck you know if i saw you here today like if it didn't turn out you just played a huge fucking joke you know like i just tell you that you know whatever happened was all right like i get it like it's you know it's it's all right it's it's in the past like it's all love now at this at this moment i only think back at the good shit that mm-hmm. we went through i don't think about that um and, you know and that's why then it's like at this point like we've gotten past it and after that we started putting out some new shit you know what i mean we can yeah. get back to love and life because we've accepted it we've we've grown because that's what it's all about like me for me it's been you know growing through what you're going through you really just you know because you have that opportunity mm-hmm. every day you're alive you have the opportunity to make it a little bit better and it might fucking suck for a while it might not be the best instantly and that's i think that's a lot with our world and our society today it's very instantaneous mm. it's not going to be an overnight type type of thing you're not going to wake up tomorrow and be fucking happy and go see fucking birds chirping and shit like that. Yeah. But if you put the time in and you try every day, you know, two months from now, you won't have to try. Mm-hmm. It's just going to be automatic. I mean, I've been really, truly, you know, I'd say things really started with the anxiety and everything. And that was about t- 2015, you know, there's probably depression and anxiety and everything that was dormant in me that I was dealing with my whole life. Looking back on it, I recognize that now, but I didn't know what it was until 2015 when things started to get real sour that, uh, pretty much from 2015 forward, like I was determined to figure out ways to make myself better, especially at the end of 2017, when I moved back here to Illinois, I really shifted gears. And that right there, what's that? End of 2017, we just finished out 2020. So it's been three years of that. But I'm still working on myself every single day. It is still a process every single day. Uh, you know, it, it, it definitely, you know, I, I was actually talking to you and it, and it may have even been, uh, it may have even been Corey I was talking to you about this. Um, 
the movie The Babadook. Uh, you know, it's a horror film, but I highly recommend it as far as uh, 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 it's a great movie about depression. One of the best, in my opinion, uh, because The Babadook itself is a, is a metaphor for depression. Uh, and it is like this monster. And spoilers for the end of that movie, but they don't get rid of the Babadook. Uh, it, it was you, yeah. That's what I thought. Uh, and uh, at the end of that movie, um, you know, the Babadook is still living in the basement, and it's this whole analogy for you have to learn how to live with it. You know, it's always going to be with you, but you have to learn how to live with it. And I think the Babadook really does a great way of like exploring that, you know, that's what horror has always been kind of good with is exploring, um, you know, human nature and, and problems and stuff like that. And it does a great job in that one. So it's a good one, I think. Um, yeah, I mean, that, that's been one thing, you know, movies and comics have, have tackled the shit in my opinion, uh, really well. Uh, Superman really killed it, uh, with, uh, suicide and depression in my opinion uh baba duck is what b-a-d-a-o-k shot it off in the in the comments i was close i missed a no <laughs> but um no superman had a really good uh panel on uh, suicide where a girl is gonna kill herself and he flies up and he's like you know i'll just sit i'll just i'll just stay here with you then as long as it takes and yep. you know like um that that was a big one that stood out to me i remember another one where it's like superman standing on a roof and lois lane and his son standing there like looking at him and he's just looking depressed as shit and it just shows everything around him like all these voices of all the people around the world just hurting and that you know superman's always been one of those that really tackles you know yeah that that side of it for me uh you know john constantine's always been one too uh constantine uh i just was watching i i think it's funny that that's thing uh, is, is is uh yeah deadpool does as well yeah very true um i was just watching a dc animation last night and he was in it and everybody's calling him constantine 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 and i was like it's, it's funny and, you know because they went out of their way in the comic book that have a a line where he's like tells a guy like you know it's it's constantine motherfucker you know like that's funny. Nah, you say it. What, but like literally, it's always. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I I was just gonna say what you said earlier about like um, you know, you're Mr. Positivity, and that's how people saw you. And then like when you were trying to you know be real, people are like, well, this isn't you. Like you know that feeling that way. I felt that way. I want to say in junior high, like before moving to Illinois, initially. Um, you know, I was uh, I was the comedian, and to this day, I still love making people laugh and making people feel good. Um, I consider that a, a superpower <laughs> to be able to be that for people, uh, to to make them feel better. Um, but because of that, when it came to me wanting to talk more seriously about things, or you know, be upset or something like that, I just felt like. I couldn't like it, it definitely felt like one of those things where like I've been put in this box of sorts where it's like, no guys, I, uh, I'm not like this all the time. You know, I'm not constantly on <laughs> like this. I have rough days too. Um, and that was definitely, as soon as I felt that at an early age, I was like, I got to change this. And it mostly it definitely yeah. changed at that time. 
No, I mean it's it's a real it's a real thing, man, and it's a real struggle uh, having this perception, and then people get that of you and and trying to keep up with it. And that was one thing that I, you know, like as a musician, is is an obstacle for on its own for me to tackle. Which I I don't know, you know, you could argue I did, you could argue I didn't. I don't know. It's a matter of an opinion, but like I felt like I did good. Uh, I felt like that last album I did really humbled me. That was like 2017. Was going through a lot of shit at time that we was going into it um and like i said i kind of opened myself up i kind of did more songs um about how i felt about the world uh relationships you know like i said my friend that passed away mm-hmm. uh, well two two friends but i mainly talked about the one um and then it, you know and then i was like okay so obviously on my uh, you know if you and probably nobody's really followed my rap career here but like the other albums I did before that I did three. Well, I did three. We played one last week, so I usually ended them uh, on a very serious note. You know what I'm saying? Most of the albums were fun, party tracks, and then the last one would be like, "Here's an actual serious one." So this one, I was like, "Oh, you know, it'd be fun to." At the time, I was like, "It'd be fun to do this one in reverse." Uh, you know, I was more serious. I was doing you know more emotional type shit through this whole thing so we should end it on a really fun song about love and life and life being good um and i wrote this song at the time and then it was like life was good so i wrote this song called like you know i'm living in the best days that i've had man like i had you know all my boys with me and all this stuff we was doing shit with rogue left and right i was married you know shit was great uh you know and then it was like i wrote this song and when it came time to record it it was like my grandmother passed away. I was getting divorced. Uh, you know, you know, all this, all this just terrible shit that just put me into the biggest depression I was ever in. And every day going to record this song, we're working on a song where I'm talking like I'm living in the best days that I've had was rough, man. It was yeah. an obstacle. It was an obstacle, a mental obstacle to have to get through. And then it was like, obviously it was one of those songs i wrote that was good to play live so then when people wanted to hear it live it was like you know here's another one we have to jump through because i don't really want to play the song live like i i fuck this song (laughs) like if you ask me it's like fuck this song man because of what i had to go through at the time but we got you know i got through it and we you know i played the song live and one of my favorite things about that was i think i played it we had like some show uh like on a friday right and i played that song and then like on a monday night i went to like the open mic and i played it again like hey here's a new one i'm just kind of practicing this and somebody that was at our show that night was there on monday and they were singing along to the hook and shit like that and it's like damn you know that makes you feel good as an artist because it's like okay it caught on that easy with somebody but it's like fuck fuck it caught on that easy like now i have to play this fucking song and i really don't want to but i love it now like you know it reminds me of a lot, a lot of emotions when I listen to it now. But again, you know, like it was about, I had to step back at that time. Cause like, it wasn't too long after that. I think probably like half a year after I put that album out maybe a year that, uh, the rogues, we decided to step on back and I could really take a step back and just go back to myself and, you know, watch all my boys go blossom and do their things and, and kind of get myself better because I wasn't the Johnny cash that I had been at yeah. that point in life and you know now they're like fuck here we are we're back at it so it's like shit you know obviously i fucking did the right choice and i did the right thing because things are going well i've kept all my relationships with everybody that i've wanted to in my life. connor 
Say what? Connor asked a question in the comments. He said, where can I go to hear these songs you guys mention? Chasingshep.com oh. is the hub for everything. There's a there's a subsection yeah. with uh, Chasing Shep music, so all of Shep's music is there. Mine is as well. Um, and that should take you to the SoundCloud, and you can find all that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're all right on there. The last... Uh... The last mixtape I did would be like all the most recent shit. Yeah. On there. Then I'm talking all this stuff. A lot of stuff. Uh, and, you know, hey, no problem, bro. And you know that, you know, you know me. So if you ever want a more in-depth explanation on it, because I feel like my last album I did does tell a story, but it's not an in-your-face story. Mm-hmm. It's one of those you got to, you got to, gotta you got to sense it. But I feel like it does. Uh, but, you know, I don't know, man. Music's music's like that, dude. And like I said, it, it was therapeutic. And now, when when you listen to those songs and play them, and you know, we, uh, we're back, we're doing our thing. On Monday, we were talking about how, as artists, we get the opportunity to work through shit in this way. You know, when people aren't artistic and don't have this sort of outlet. You know, sometimes it's harder for them, but us, we have the opportunity to work through our problems in an artistic, creative way. Uh, and for me, I, I mentioned last week that there would often be times where I'd put, I'd make a character that was just most clearly, obviously like me fictionalized dealing with similar problems. And I'd watch my character go through it, see how my character dealt with it. And then I'd get through it. And there's this uh, TV show I was developing for a long time. And it's still one of my favorite things i've ever written like i i love the the story here um and it, it was called 20 somethings and the character that i had based off of myself uh that i would have played in in the show um it was it, i was writing it at a time in my life where just you know i was in a bad place man i was just it was uh, it was uh, i was going through a lot i was very depressed i was living in a very negative environment you know my seizures had just started um, you know, there's a, there's a lot mentally straining me. There's a lot on the mental health plate for sure. And so, you know, I wrote this, this series and, uh, we needed to go back and flesh it out. And when we came back to it a few years later to start fleshing things out, it was so hard, so hard to sit down and get back into this frame of mind that I was in when I was writing it before, because I was, I've, I've, I've gotten better, you know, uh, through so many different things. So it was hard to force yourself to go back into a dark state of mind to, to do something. Uh, so that's definitely why it's good to try to get that stuff out while it's happening. Like I just finished, uh, or am finishing a second draft of uh, the script that I wrote five years ago when everything was, was going on. And, at the time, you know, five years ago, I busted all of that out because I was feeling a lot and I wanted to get it all out. And then here I am five years later coming back to it. And I finally was to a point where I could put myself back into it and, and, and solely look at it from a creative standpoint. And, you know, it's better for that. But it's hard to get back into that frame of mind that originated some of that stuff. But it's you good to put you well, it almost puts you back there. And it's almost like that uh, with music. It's like that with me too, man. I'm very method with it. You know what I mean? And I do like that. Uh, 
it's kind of why I'd been down, I guess, re- you know, working with superhero music and then, uh, you know, Mage being like, do a Constantine, you know, Constantine track. Uh, really wanted to get into that mindset. And it's like, man, it's going to fuck me up a little bit, but let's yeah. do it. Like, G said, I, you, you brought a, you almost brought a tear to his eye when y'all were recording it. He said that the other day to us. <laughs> He's like, I didn't yeah. want to do it in front of Shep because I didn't know how it would make him feel. But when he did that Constantine song, I, I got a little tear to my eye. And I was like, damn. I'm gonna have to yeah. listen to Bad Boy in full. I know we played a snippet of the song on uh, our Wednesday show last week. Well, he was helping me with a couple parts on it, and it actually turned out really fucking well, man. I, I, better I, than... I got the opportunity. This is a side note, but I got the opportunity to listen to uh, the entirety of superhero music, I believe. And uh, y'all have something to look forward to this year. You got a lot of things to look forward to, but one of them you should put on your list is is superhero music. You, you you really need to keep an eye out for that because it's going to be sick as fuck. Well, it's 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 five years in the making, so we definitely are going to deliver on that five year wait. I feel like yeah, it's going to be like oh, okay, okay. I'm I'm glad. I, life, you know, that's the biggest thing, and is life has has popped up and happens to beautiful things. Mage got married. You know what I mean? He's been popping off with is is battling uh, seventh ranked seventh in the Chicago yeah. league. It's big, bro. Like we used to always tell him that he should aim for King of the Dot, uh, this Canadian rap battle league. And he actually, uh, you know, not too long ago was approached by people yeah. from there to be like, yo, we'd like you to come up. And I was like, I told you, I told you you'd be good, man. And so, you know, like that's 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 where all this has happened, has been, you know, him him living his life, him doing great. I've been living my life, I've been doing great. Uh so and that's you know, what I, you know, this past yeah. year, I started living my life. Yeah, Look at I'm doing great, man. I started living life for me and not for other people. You got to live it for you, man, and do what makes you happy. And uh, I've <laughs> my new favorite thing to tell people now is uh, that uh, I didn't feel like people were taking my my dreams seriously enough. So I started working with a guy that dresses like a wizard because I, you know, felt like that would help. <laughs> And Connor, yes, video games, uh, they've helped me, man. Skyrim saved my life a few times, bro. It's its definitely kept me here when I've been depressed as fuck and had nobody else and felt very alone. It's like I've got the world of Skyrim to dive into. <laughs> yeah, and slay I, some dragons. Never underestimate escapist entertainment. There's a difference between completely escaping reality and never coming back. <laughs> that's best bad. As all things, you know, we are pro marijuana here uh, at the Chase and Shep show. But at the same time, like anything, video games, marijuana, it doesn't matter. You know, moderation, my dudes and and ladies. Yeah. You know, you you can't do that forever. You know, that's just a a cope for for a short period of time. But you got to you got to pick up and you got to keep moving. You know, I love entertainment. Um, I'm actually... Uh, one of the hardest things for me in 2020 was, you know, there were certain things that I didn't think were affecting me regarding the lockdown and stuff until I realized they were (laughs) affecting me. Uh, movie theaters being shut down, you know, a lot of people could give a shit, you know, if the movie theater is open or closed, it doesn't matter. They're just going to stream stuff at home. For me, a movie theater is my church. (laughs) Like genuinely, if I am having a hard time and I need to, wind down and escape i go to the movies i you know that's a place where 
nobody's going to get a hold of me. I can't have my phone on and stuff. Like some people do it. Not me, man. I'm there for the movie. Like I'm a, I'll hit you when it's done. But as far as I'm concerned, I have at least like the next two hours to sit here in the dark and go to another world. And, you know, that's part of the thing for me that like with filmmaking, with working in the entertainment industry, it's never really been about like money and fame for me <laughs> at no point. Has it ever been about that? Like, you know, the money part would only be nice in the regard that like we can live, you know, that we would be able to live and continue to do what we want to do uh, for a living, you know, but otherwise I want to do it because I want to help change the world. I want to do for people what entertainment has done for me my whole life. Um, you know, y'all are saying video games, music for me, it was movies. You know, I could definitely go, you know, if I, had, I if I hadn't just canceled chasing Sundays an hour ago, uh, uh, I could do a chasing Sunday uh, just about movies that have saved my life, that have, that have changed my life, that have come along at just the right time to give me a message that I needed to hear to say, hey, man, you're not alone. Uh, entertainment is a, is a very powerful thing. We'll have to do a Wednesday episode where we get we get into that kind of stuff. Yeah, because we talked shit about that saved our lives. Yeah, we talked about the comic books that saved our lives, yeah. too. Very so powerful that, stuff, man. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that'll be a good topic sometime. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, you never know. That might be coming at you on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, who knows? You know, Wednesday, you have everything planned for Wednesdays. That's, that's why WTF Wednesdays. We go on the fly. Shep, I don't know about you. I mean, I'm sure we could go on and on about this one, but it's been an hour, and so it's probably about that time to start wrapping up. About time, man. Monday Night Raw's been going down, so... Got to get some body slams in before the night ends, you know. <laughs> Slam my body into my bed. I think that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna do. Take oh, a... Like I said, like I was telling you earlier, I didn't tell everybody, but I got I got some new bed sheets and shit today, so I am ready for bed. Take myself. care of yourself. <laughs> Take care of yourself, man. Do, do stuff for you. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. Um. Next week, we're gonna have a special episode of Mental Health Monday. Old Shep here is going to be sidelined next Monday so that uh, I can have a conversation. Uh, my apologies if I get your last name wrong here, but uh, Christine Mariello is going to be on the show. I believe that's how you pronounce her last name. Um, she uh, has a program called Transfer Out PNES, uh, PNES being psychogenic non-epileptic seizures, which is what I have. Um, and for me in my journey, it's been very hard to find information on this. And when I do find information on it, it's been very discouraging. Uh, it really takes the wind out of my sails and it's like this very negative feedback loop of, you know, being depressed and anxious and everything, and then getting bad news and continuing to be depressed and anxious. So we're going to have her on the show next week. So she and I can have a conversation and tell you guys more about this condition. And, uh, that way, you know, not only will you be able to understand me a little better, but you will understand other people in the world who deal with this condition. And I hope that people who have the condition, uh, you know, watch, watch the uh, episode and, and, and learn some stuff too. I, I'm hoping to learn some stuff myself. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to talk with her. I'm I'll looking be in the chat. You know, I'll be in the chat. I don't know. I know. You'll be here. I'll be here. One way or another, I'll be. One way or another. Ships that dude. Well, uh, for those of you that joined us today, thanks for joining us. Thank you, guys. Thank Monday. you.
hope uh, hope this was a good start to your week. Uh, I, I'm planning on having a pretty good week myself. I, I hope you are as well, Shep. It's 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 shaping up to be pretty yeah. nice. So uh, until then, it's the Chase and Shep show with uh, Shep just- and Chase. We'll see you on Wednesday. Wednesday night, baby.